Hey everyone, welcome to Village Church q and I'm Amanda and I'm here with Pastor Michael. And today we get to answer the question, when is it okay to disobey the government? <laughs> okay, so good luck. I'll be back in a little bit. Oh, thank you. Yeah, uh, thanks for nothing, Amanda. <laughs> I'll yeah, conclude just abandon me. <laughs> yeah. Abandon me and leave me to do this all by myself. Well, this would have been super easy had yeah. it been, you know, two years ago and we weren't dealing with COVID. Now COVID came and now a huge bomb has gone yeah. off and everybody's like, what <gasps> are we supposed to do right now? Seriously, yeah. Like there was one standard answer for, I don't know, a long time. If you ask any pastor, they would say, when My is parents it? parents probably right. have. Right. When, when are you allowed to easy. disobey the government? Well, you have to obey the government until they ask you to sin. And that's been the standard pat answer. And it worked for a long time. And now in the last 18 months, that's how long we've kind of been in COVID, uh, whether you are on the left in a red state or you're on the right in a blue state, there's this kind of sense all across America that we're like, we think the government is beginning to overreach. Mm. And, and, and in fact, some people, you're in a state where you can look at the Constitution and say, well, this is what the Constitution says. Mm-hmm. But this is what they're doing. And then you're wondering, okay, well, now am I required to submit to them if they're doing something unlawful? Mm-hmm. So um, here's what I want to do. I want to read two the two major New Testament passages of scripture on the Christians submitting to the government. Uh, then I want to share two interpretations. The first one I do not like. The second one I do like. So, okay. And then um, our audience and you can decide which one you think is is better. Maybe there's a third. All At right. least there's two inter- interpretations. That's right. At least there's two. <laughs> there's mine and none other. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. Romans chapter 13, verse one through four. I'll read the first two verses. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities for there is no authority except from God. And those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed and those who resist will incur judgment. And he goes on in verse three and four to identify the judgment is not God coming down and smiting you. It's that the authority, the governing authority has the sword or the ability to punish and discipline. And if you break their law, they will discipline you. Okay. So the second passage is from first Peter chapter two, verse 13 and 14. And here's what Peter says, be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution whether it be to the emperor as supreme or to the governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. All right, let's talk about the first interpretation. It goes like this. If the government says it or a governing authority says it, we need to do it unless it's sin. On the surface, that sounds great. Right? Mm-hmm. On the surface, it sounds really, really good. Now, there's a problem. There is a big, huge difference between living in Rome under an autocracy and living in America today in our republic. Mm -hmm. They are very different systems of government. So in Rome, here's how authority worked. Authority was vested in a person, the emperor, and in behalf of him, the governors, and then it goes on. And so the way it worked is that if the governor said it, it was law, period. Yeah. Didn't have could, to be just. It didn't have to. Not at all. Completely his opinion. Yep. You're dead. See you later. See you later. Right? No questions asked. Legal, illegal. Change your mind. Go on a whim. Doesn't matter. Yep. So the person is bound in authority. They are the authority. In a republic, in our nation, authority, this is interesting because, yes, we call them governing authorities, but actual authority is not bound up in a person. It's bound up in the law. 
Okay. So this is where our framers created a very different kind of government system where the people are given the freedom to vote people out and authority is put into the laws and our governing officials are there to uphold and to enact the law, which is why they don't, we don't pledge allegiance to, or they don't pledge uh, fidelity to a person. They pledge fidelity to the constitution and to uphold its laws, because that is the ultimate authority. You can see these systems of government are very, very different. Now let's take this interpretive principle and blow it up. This is why I don't think it works. All right. So here's the principle. An authority tells you to do something in America. You have to do it as long as it's not sin. All right. A police officer pulls you over. And he says, Amanda, I am an authority. I'm on duty. I want you to drive me to 7-Eleven so that I can buy a Red Bull. What do you say? No. Are you violating Romans 13? Because the principle mm. is if a governing authority requires me to do something, I am obligated to do it unless it's sin. It's not sin for you to drive a police officer over to 7-Eleven to get a Red Bull. It's right. neutral. Right. But intuitively, you know that you actually don't need to do that. I have a right to say no, I'm you, not doing that. You do. Why? Because here's what you know deep down inside. You know that that guy has no actual authority. The authority is in the law and he is not allowed to exercise authority beyond the boundaries by which the law, his authority, is telling him he can act. Hmm. He can't do that. That's yeah. actually unlawful for him to require that of you. Now yeah. let's play out another scenario. Um, as the pastor of Village Church, the mayor calls us. Now our mayor is a great guy. He would never do this, but he calls us and he says, I require you to write a $10,000 check to begin a, to build a playground in the city. Okay. Well, the mayor has no authority to require Village Church, IL, a nonprofit, to write a check for any amount of money, let alone do a specific thing. Right. Now, is it sin for us to write a $10,000 check to build a playground in the city? No. No, it's not. But would we disobey him? Yeah, we would. Yeah. Right. Because right. we recognize he actually has no authority to ask us to do that. Now he has limited authority and we'll obey him when he acts within the limited authority that the law itself gives him. But if he goes beyond that, we intuitively know Romans 13 doesn't apply because he is sinning by going the, beyond the bounds of his authority. Now, if we were to go back to Rome, if the emperor says it, it's law, right? He is the authority. In America, the laws, they're different systems. This is the human system as Paul calls, or Peter calls it here. And in Rome, the human system was the emperor. They're very different. Yeah. Well, you talk about Rome and that was like really a long time ago yeah. and how they functioned. But really in modern day, this world, yep. okay, America is yep. a republic and that's not widespread. That's not like yeah. if so we were other in a countries, country, it, it, yeah. it, that is how they do it. The person says, yeah. jump. Everybody says, how high? How high? Yep. And if I'm in that country, uh, Peter references it as a human institution. Meaning the institution actually can look different from different country and empire to different country and empire, right? Mm -hmm. So you look at the human institution that you're under mm -hmm. and that is the authority. And so if I'm in um, China, they have a different institution. If I'm in North Korea, they have a different institution, Russia, Europe, et cetera, Europe, every country, even. South yeah. America. I mean, so we, but we do hear different places yep. coming down hard yeah. and, and they have to do it. They do. And if I'm a believer in a place where it is legal for them to actually mandate specific things and the thing isn't sin, then I'm going to comply. Yeah. But what's interesting is right now you and me, we're in America and I'm more responding to our people here in America. And we have a different form of government. And if 
a government authority goes beyond the bounds of what he is permitted to do, we're not under Romans 13 in that moment. So if Governor Pritzker, for example, in Illinois, he, uh, under our constitution, when there's an emergency, he's given 30 days of emergency power and that is it. And so beyond that, right, he has no authority to exercise emergency powers. He just doesn't. That's not in his constitutional right. But didn't he try to like reinstate that and prolong that? Correct. But that there is no permission for him to do that in the constitution. So what he's hoping is that as he does this, uh, eventually, even though it's technically unlawful, that the Supreme Court in Illinois will make it lawful, right? So Support him that's sort of how you can do things. You push okay. the boundaries, people object legally, it goes to the courts, the courts make a decision, and and the governor's hoping that the courts are going to give him more power to extend an emergency situation as long as he wants. Now, that's a little bit technical there, but yeah. it's a real circumstance. Right yeah. now, he does not technically have authority under the Constitution. He might later, and that will change the discussion. Yeah. So you, t- you take something like masks, right? Mm-hmm. Masks are a neutral thing, right? They're not inherently sinful. They're not inherently righteous, right? So if the government, if the governor has authority to tell us legally, wear a mask, well, then we wear a mask. Mm -hmm. But if he doesn't, then I can say, I don't need to. Now, it might be the right thing to do it. That's a different issue. Yeah, we're not discussing that. Yes, we're not, we're not discussing, should I wear a mask? Yeah. We're discussing must I wear a mask? They're very different conversations. Right. And so some some people will take the first interpretation here, which is the government says that you got to do it uh, no matter what it is and say, well, if you don't obey him, you're, you're breaking Romans 13. And I would say, no, there's a second interpretation and okay. it goes like this. Respect is given to all governing authorities, period. Let it always be said of us that we're respectful. But in America, our authority is documented law. And at the end of the day, I want to make sure that I'm living under submission to that. And all of the people who are hired to execute and uphold that law, I want to make sure I am profoundly respectful of them. And so in this system of government, my authority is the law and the people um, are who are governors or police officers, et cetera, our mayor, uh, they are hired to uphold and to implement the law. Do you see the difference? Mm-hmm, yeah. Whereas in Rome, the emperor is the law. Yeah. For us, he is the authority. For us, the authority is actually our constitution. So mm. that's where it gets it gets pretty different. And so I, I would tell people right now, um, the the simple, unnuanced, yeah, you know, just obey because they said it. Well, okay, so right now it's masks, then it's vaccines, then it's what you're teaching in schools. The mm. list goes, it just keeps, this is the nature this is the nature of humanity. Yeah. They're groping for more and more power. And if the Lord allows that, then the Lord allows that. Mm-hmm. But we actually live in a republic that was built with these values in it. One of the values is you have the freedom to say you don't like it. You have the freedom to protest. You have the freedom to rebel. Um, we were a nation, our nation, but we're a nation mm-hmm. built in off of rebellion yeah. against the governing authorities. Yeah, right? I think that is one of the quotes from one of the founding fathers. like yeah. Tom Str- He's like, it's actually healthy to have a little bit of rebellion for any government. Right. When we understand, though, that that rebellion isn't just pure sin, it's actually... Yeah. Uh, the whole system is built in such a way that it permits it. Yes. Uh, and it permits it to a limit for sure. Right. Um, but it's interesting, even the Second Amendment, the right to bear arms is primarily to fight against a government who gets too much power. Too much power. You know, so it's a very interesting dynamic here. And so yeah. if you're too simplistic and you take 
first century Roman political structures and apply principles in the same way you would to a republic uh, built and designed to prevent government overreach and to provide freedom of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness for all of its people with the first and second amendment. Like they're just different, different structures mm -hmm. in understanding that, you know, I'm not in Rome. And in fact, uh, good theology is nuanced. Okay. Again, should I wear a mask? That is not the question we're answering. Here. No. Must I? Now, what's the date today? I forget. It's August. It's the 15th. 15th. Mm -hmm. Yeah. August 15th, 2021. So we know the law right now. We know that the Supreme Court has not settled the issue. And if they settle the issue, I will change. This and is I will a say, listen, it's a new conversation. The law has been changed and we'll have some new dialogues. Now, when we have that, there are other competing laws, mm. conscience laws, healthcare laws, the list, you know what I mean? Like, so in this system of government, it's not as simple as, okay, now it's a law. Now we have competing laws. Yeah. So which ones do I obey? My conscience laws? Or do I obey the governor's mandate? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. This gets real. I'm not I think a lawyer. Q and A yeah. has a good long future ahead. <laughs> yes, it does. We have a lot, you know. And so I want I want to make sure though that I I don't want to broach into the legal side of things. I'm not a lawyer. I talk to a lot of lawyers, but I'm not a lawyer. Yeah. What I want to make sure I'm doing is theologically and biblically interpreting Romans 13 and First Peter 2 in a way that is appropriate in the first century but also applies it appropriately in our context. Hmm. We're in two separate kinds of human institutions. And if we are not thoughtful about this, we can blindly tell people, oh, they said it, do it. Yeah. When you can't apply that principle consistently, yeah. you know, so. Yeah, I think that provides a lot of clarity actually for cool. something that seems super complex. But I do also want to just remind everybody that's watching mm -hmm. and us really, we need to be praying for these people. Our, our governing officials, they need wisdom. They Amen. have an incredible amount of pressure coming from the people, the culture, yep. um, their own authorities of what they yep. want them to do. And their own it's, political parties. It's not everything. a fun spot to be it in. And really, you're going to be in a, nobody's going to be 100% yep. happy. And we just need to be praying that they have wisdom and that we could also just keep the forefront of the Republic yeah. at our, like, forefronts of our mind yep. that we would um, uphold that. Yep. Because we're allowed to. We're allowed to because live in that human to, institution. And we're, we're privileged to do that. Yep. It is hard. Leadership is hard. Yeah. And no matter what decision you make. <laughs> and you know this. Many people are unhappy. But that's why, you know, we pray for them and pray for our spiritual leaders, our political leaders. Amen. 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 Thank yeah. you for that. Thank you, Pastor mm -hmm. Michael, for diving into yep. this um, stressful topic. Mm -hmm. Next time we're going to be talking about what does the Bible say about interracial marriage? <laughs>